Well, almost 10 million Australians remain in the dark over the massive security breach of their personal information as Optus, financial institutions and the federal government scramble to protect customers from identity theft and online scams. Now, in a bizarre twist, the hacker behind the telco leaked claims uh, to have now uh, deleted the stolen data. But some victims are already receiving threatening texts demanding cash as customers struggle to understand what to do next. So what does this mean for those compromised and how can you best protect yourself from an attack on your financial information? Everyone wants to know this right now and for more we welcome back financial advisor, author and founder of Pivot Wealth, Ben Nash. Good morning to Hi, you Ben. ben. The Optus data breach has left many people concerned about their private information of course. Millions have been affected. What is it that hackers do with this sort of information? Well there's three main ways that uh, these financial scams typically occur. One is that people will access your personal information and then use that to access existing bank accounts and, and take your money, essentially. Mm. The second is that they can use, if they've got things like that, what was uh, taken with the Optus breach, like your driver's licence number and personal details, they can set up new credit facilities, credit cards or loans and take them out uh, on your behalf. In your name. In your name and then access... And then and rack up thousands of dollars of debt. That's right, yeah. And I think that's why they came out and suggested that people get these credit monitoring um, services or check in on their credit scores, which is, mm. which is something that's probably important all of the time, but particularly for these people impacted. Mm. Okay, so what can people do to protect their... their personal data? Well, I think that you, the first thing is choosing companies that look after your data well, although it's a, a weird one with this Optus situation because you'd sort of expect that they had appropriate measures in place for that, but looking into it as much as you can to make sure that people are keeping your data safe. Also using these credit monitoring services can be a good idea. There's a, for a subscription fee, they'll give you alerts if someone tries to inquire on your credit, and if that's not you, obviously that should be a flag. If you don't want to pay, you can also do that for free by doing regular credit scoring and checks through the credit providers, which is um, generally a pretty good idea. Using Changing your passwords regularly and using two-factor authentication is another thing. That two-factor authentication, I think, is a really important and powerful one, particularly for bank accounts, to make sure that you are getting the text message or using one of those apps so that people can't access if they're not physically with you. Yeah, good advice. All right, let's move on. The cost of living set to get worse as the Morrison government's uh, fuel excise reduction is, it finishes at midnight tonight. What does it mean for motorists? How's it going to stack up? Yeah, well, unfortunately, the, the support is being taken away and it means that costs at the Bowser are going to increase. The, the costs should be going up by 25.3 uh, cents per litre when you factor in the GST. And they're talking about it potentially having a, a lag effect coming through. But in my experience over the recent past, we see that the oil companies tend to increase the prices pretty quickly when the prices go up, not to like even if they have purchased the, the petrol in advance. But uh, yeah, it could all come through quite quickly. OK, yeah. should people try and get ahead and start filling up their tanks? today because if you don't do it today it's almost too late really yeah i think the tank yeah. the jerry can the yeah. bathtub <laughs> <laughs> kids don't fill up your bathtub with petrol okay <laughs> but fair enough uh, now the interest rates uh, rba uh, meeting again next week crystal ball time what do we reckon well, it's uh, the US inflation is an issue for Australia and we've seen some big in interest rate increases over there. The RBA's hand is almost forced a little bit because when the US increase their interest rates but Australia doesn't follow suit, then it pushes the price of our dollar down and we are seeing the dollar down at record lows at the moment. Yes. What that means is that people then from overseas are buying up our commodities or and they're importing inflation into the country, which is a problem for the RBA in the current environment. So it seems pretty likely at this point that the 
RBA is going to int increase interest rates when they meet next. Seems mm. pretty likely that that's going to be half a percent, unfortunately. It's interesting what's happening at Britain, in Britain at the moment too, isn't it? That's right, mm. yeah. With well, the family. And they're, they're, cutting taxes, <laughs> they're cutting taxes as a result over there, so yeah. maybe that could be a silver lining, potentially. Mm. Okay. Now, what are some practical steps that uh, people can do to help manage their mortgage at, you know, in these uncertain times and they're, and they're scary times too absolutely yeah well we have seen a significant increase in the cost of mortgages over time so i think appreciate that people are struggling to keep up but if you can i think making those extra mortgage payments as if the rates had already increased it's a good thing to get in front of the debt that also does help to at least slightly reduce the mortgage repayments moving forward refinancing is always a good idea if you are making sure that you're getting the best rate possible there's a big um, difference between the average rate and the sharpest rates out there with different banks competing for business from different sectors of the market at different times. So if you haven't reviewed your mortgage recently, you should probably do that. Even if you have, you probably should to see if you can make any savings there. Yeah. One thing, and it's a bit of a band-aid fix, but potentially moving to an interest-only mortgage could be a good idea. It does mean that you're not actually paying down the principal on your loan, so it's probably not a great long-term strategy. But if you are really struggling to keep up with those payments, reducing to just pay the interest means that your mortgage repayments will go down. And then the other thing, and it's a pretty basic one, but spending uh, with your everyday spending, spending on credit rather than debit. There's a lot of research out there that shows mm. that when we spend on credit cards, we tend to spend more. So spending from a debit card instead could mean that you spend a little bit less and yeah. have a bit more left over. Try and park the credit card. Yeah, mm. Changing mortgages, like it's a good idea, right? Be, beware the honeymoon thing, right? Beware yes. the honeymoon rate. And if you can't, because you've got to get all your details over to the new, so the hackers have got that now. <laughs> it it's is, yeah. Hard to keep track of everything. It is a hassle. You call the hackers and say, <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get a loan, can I just borrow my Maybe details back from you? Yeah. yeah, if you can't find oh, that, Optus, Optus has got So much going on. Thank you, Ben. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Ben.